dream will rise to the top. Oh yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 105 of the WrestleGet Podcast. We are balls in season three right now, baby. And I am your host, Chris the Heat Matthews, joined each and every week by your other two favorite hosts of a wrestling podcast ever. Uh, me, Garrett G. Money Munn, <laughs> who is trying to figure out how to open this uh, wrestling figure. But uh, yeah. And uh, I am uh, giving a shout out to Corey Feldman. Uh, way to survive the, that Friday 13th movie, ugly ball headed at motherfucker. God. Hey, what, what Friday the 13th was Corey Feldman in? <laughs> <laughs> He's in chapter, uh, chapter uh, four, man. Come on. Which one was four? <laughs> I'm trying to, it's been so long since I've watched all of those. So. But what else? We love Corey Feldman, though. Lost Boys, represent. License to Drive. Come on, baby. <laughs> Goonies. Matter of fact, Corey Feldman will be at Queen City Comic Con in Charlotte in October, um, along with Dustin Rhodes, uh, which I picked up his unmatched um, AEW unmatched figure. So I'm going to keep that baby in the box and get that signed. I uh, also have Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, J.J. Dillon, and Barry Windham will be there as well. So hopefully, uh, with Ric Flair's recent release, we'll see him and have a little Four Horsemen reunion. You know, good times right there. And for some more good times, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Pod with 1D. Uh, where you can see all our recent posts about the Mattel Creations New Generation Arena. I'm sure a lot of people are loving seeing that today. Uh, Instagram at WrestleGettingPod with two Ds and our other Instagram site for the underscore collection. Facebook.com WrestleGettingPod with one D as well and YouTube.com slash for the collection. And make sure you hit up our Pro Wrestling Tees store, ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleGettingPodcast to buy some official WrestleGettin t-shirts garrett would you open that goddamn figure already hey uh, i'm trying to be quiet over here <laughs> it's, it's making me, it's making me laugh you <laughs> hear in the background opening this figure i figured it, it was a good uh, background noise bro, but they actually know i'm opening it <laughs> didn't think i was lying about it <laughs> you want to guess what figure i bought there's no way you'll ever guess. No way I'll ever guess that you yep. bought a uh, Penta AEW figure. No, that is not what I bought. But you, you got the right you got the right uh, company. Did you get uh, Jungle Boy? Nope. Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. Nope. Nope. Oh, here comes the loud noise. Double uh, 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 <laughs> What did you say? I'm sorry. MJF. Nope. Jericho. Nope. You can be doing it all day. 
You'd be spending all fucking day if you think you're going to get take that long. Britt Brit Baker. Uh, who is my second favorite AEW superstar? Kenny Omega. <laughs> it is not. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> uh, would it help you if I told you he comes with a bunch of signs? Oh, you got you found the Sammy. Yeah, you had it at the store. You just didn't see it because you weren't at work. No, we, I knew we had it. I just I got them already. So. Yep. I just have the one that has all the hit me up signs in it instead of the, yep. the correct that's, signs. That's oh this oh this one says this one has the inner circle is forever. Subscribe yeah. to Sammy Guevara. Hashtag Spanish God. Watch my yep. vlog and hit me up. Yep. So if the um if hit me up was in the front, every single sign says hit me up. Does it really? <laughs> that's yep. the one you got? Yeah, that's one I got. It's from the first batch of releases they screwed up. So uh-huh. if it's the inner circle signs in the front, it's the correct. It's all the correct signs. Yeah, which I think Jazzwares. Which I think I should be able to write to Jazzwares and say, "Hey, can I get these right signs?" And they should be able to send me the shit. But no, they want me to buy another fucking Sammy Guevara. I mean, to That's, be fair, this figure is pretty awesome. It is a pretty awesome figure. I haven't opened it yet. Oh, I opened so it. Got, um, I don't know why he has plastic underneath his arms. It's to keep the, um, the coat. It's to keep the the dye from the coat rubbing off on the on the figure. That's, that's good though. Yeah, that's good. I do. Think that's it's, one thing they one thing they thought of that Mattel didn't. So. I do like that though. That's nice. The jacket's really nice. Nice. It is a nice yeah. figure. I really like that one. He's actually sitting here with um Santana Ortiz. Yeah, you yes, had that whole yes, set no. out there. Yeah. So I bought the whole set. Oh, well, I didn't buy those. Yeah, I'm surprised so it's I, still there. So it's all I was going to like up. every figure. Why don't I grab the uh, the Matt Hardy from that set? Yep. I saw that one. I thought it was pretty cool. Well, awesome. I, while I sit here and do this, let's uh, get, into the, get into the news. I know we got some news um, to talk about. Well, we got a little bit of follow-up here. Oh, well, maybe we can, just, we can just pop this into the news because it goes wrong. Along with some of the uh, the news from this week. Uh, all right, so let's let's dive right in, head first into the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number? What's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one nine hundred forty five four Hulk. All right, uh, we got a whole lot of freaking news this week. Um, <laughs> There's actually way more than what I put in here initially. So kudos to whoever entered the notes in there. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, it wasn't me. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, during last week's SmackDown, there was a shit ton of NXT releases. Um, some decent named talent. Um, Bronson Reed, Jake Atlas. Mercedes Martinez, who I forgot to put in the notes. Um, Kona Reeves, who wasn't really doing anything anyway. I just put him in there because his name was recognizable. And like a whole bunch of other people nobody cares about. But um, <laughs> the biggest thing like on here was Bronson Reed and Mercedes Martinez, who were like just in like title pictures, not even like a month ago. One of them had a title. Yeah. 
and then lost it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But uh, Reed was supposed to be going up to the to the flagship roster. Yeah. Like that was the whole point of him dropping the North American title was they're supposed to be moving him up to the to the main roster, which is insane. But um, the plus side, NXT contracts only have a thirty day no compete clause, so these guys can pop up pretty much anywhere at the end of that. So excited to see where Bronson goes. Um, he did send out a tweet the other night that uh, basically. You took the first letter of each word and spelled out, give me Miro. Yep. And Miro and him are probably going to wrestle, and that'd be awesome. I'm okay with it. And I'm I'm, I'm here for that. You, me too. Uh, yeah. So, sticking with some more NXT news. Well, actually, the other thing. Somebody needs to pick up Mercedes Martinez. Like, as soon as that 30 days is up, like she needs to be signed immediately. Hello, AW. Oh, AW. One of those. And honestly, I think AW needs her. They need her, but I think AW has too much talent on the roster to begin with. Oh, I agree. I think she's good in. I could see her being good. She'd be good in Impact too. I think she'd be a great. Fit and impact, but um, wherever she ends up, though, she's gonna be a huge asset to whatever locker room. But uh, with AEW, like even their their new show Rampage, is still people that you're gonna see every week on Dynamite. Like it's not anything that's gonna be different, at least not for like the first month or so. It was right. the same thing with Thunder and SmackDown debut. Yeah, we'll see. Um, speaking of releases, we forgot to mention last week, uh, Ric Flair was actually released from his contract with WWE. Um, what people tend to forget with this too, is there are multiple level, multiple contracts that some of the talent have, uh, Ric Flair initially was an ambassador for WWE. So he had a contract for that. And he also had an on-air talent contract as well, which is basically what you know, he was an on-air talent during the whole Lacey, Evan, Charlotte storyline. But when that dropped, Ric Flair wasn't used on TV. So my thing is with that, he was probably just released from his on-air talent contract and still is probably under contract as an ambassador for WWE. More than likely. And I think that's what people aren't realizing either. There's all this talk. Oh, Ric Flair's going to go to AEW. Ric Flair's going to do this. He's signing here. He probably got a ring of honor. (laughs) Go back to him. Yeah, he's going to go to ring of honor and and (laughs) pick up his feud with Jay Lethal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I'm Ric Flair. No, I'm Ric Flair. (laughs) Woo! Woo! Oh man. All right. So keeping with the NXT news, um, apparently there's been some rumors going around that there's going to be a rebranding of NXT. Um, basically what was said is that there'd be, they want no more midgets or indie guys in their thirties. So what the hell does that mean? So basically it means 
we go back to the basic Vince formula of big guys, younger big guys. And in all honesty, who was the last WWE made talent that came out of NXT? That came out of NXT? That came out of NXT that wasn't already established on, like, the independent scene. You mean that came out of NXT and was good? I mean, well, they were good in NXT, but they weren't good on the main roster. Sammy Zane. No, I'm kidding. No. Uh, yeah. Or Bray Wyatt or something. Bray Wyatt. Uh, I actually don't know. Bo Dallas. It wasn't Bo Dallas. He was like the first one, wasn't he? No. He was one of the one of the last guys to come up from uh, NXT. That was actually that was not an independent star that was hired by WWE. He's actually, he was signed to the performance center was not a known name before that and became a WWE produced talent. Interesting. So he was the last one, last male, female, like pretty much every female on the main roster the exception, like Oscar and like a couple other ones, have all been products of the performance center. So they've invested more time in female talent on the performance center than they have with actual male talent that they've hired. Because you think about it, the last actual male talent to come out of the performance center that wasn't hired as an independent, like a top independent guy, were tag teams. So like Street Profits, FTR, and other guys like that. But that's um apparently what they want to get back to is creating their own stars from the performance center without having to bring in more independent guys to boost the brand. So I've got a feeling NXT is probably going to start going downhill. Yep. It may it may not. Um, I mean, like I would rather it go back to like old NXT. Anyways, like it's been a while since you know Smash came up through the roster. Like you said, um, the last couple of people have been bust. Uh, but I mean, some of the better days of NXT is you know back in the day when everybody that was halfway decent on Raw were on NXT first. That is true. Because, like, you look at Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's a product of the Performance Center. Um, you came up through that original NXT um, game show type thing. Came in through that. Was part of Nexus. And then after they disbanded Nexus, he went back to the Performance Center, retweaked his character. That's when we got, you know, Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And then that took off like gangbusters. And then you see where that ended, where he ended up with that throughout his career in WWE. So, I mean, yeah. the, we can produce talent. It's just got to be 
like you can't just fit them into a mold of like midgets and indie guys over 30. <laughs> and I'm yeah. sorry, but most of these most of these guys hit their peak or their prime from like that age range of like 30 to 35, 36. And they end up putting on more like meaningful matches or better matches than they would like if they were in their 20s. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more of the experience level. Yeah. I have yeah, some, I mean, uh, I have I some more heartfelt for, uh, NXT news. I think it's time for a rebranding. Uh, Do you know the, the the heartfelt NXT news? The what? The heartfelt, like the the warming of your heart. We're getting a baby wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a little baby Gargano. We're getting a baby Gargano. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I was dying. Baby wrestling. Uh, awesome. That's great. Kudos. Congratulations to. Um, Johnny and Candace, good times ahead for them. Uh, yeah. which unfortunately that means we won't be seeing Candace on. <laughs> I was gonna say, that's the thing that sucks is we won't see Candace for a while. I'm sure she, she'll still oh. be in these like storylines with uh, indie, but well, I'm, I'm sure but, uh, they'll probably do more of this stuff with like, like they did this past uh Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, we'll- Oh, what else we got? Uh, some AEW news. Matt Caster, Max Caster, <laughs> suspended and sent to sensitivity training what? over his uh, rap from last week on AEW yeah. Dark. Which uh, made it on their original taping. Like, it's one of those well, things where it wasn't it wasn't offensive until it was offensive. And then now he's suspended, you know. Yeah. It was um it's one of those things like Max Caster, I'm not condoning what he said because rape jokes aren't funny and attacking someone's mental health isn't funny. Um attacking a you know, throwing shade at a nineteen year old for the way her vagina smells isn't funny. <laughs> I mean somebody approved it. For him to say that to begin with. And if they didn't think it was kosher, they could have edited it out. But we all know they don't edit anything off a darker elevation. They just let shit go. Hence why we've seen Luther almost kill a guy and uh, Serpentico almost die. And like Ray Phoenix throwing some really shitty elbows and things like that. Because they don't edit anything off of their YouTube shows. So. But, um, but Max, but he's a heel. Like yeah. he's supposed to say shit like that to to get heat. I mean, he could have went about it another way. But I mean, what's said is said. What's done is done. Um, if they see that's the the best thing for him is to send him to sensitivity training, uh, which is the same thing they did with Sammy when he made the rape rape joke about Sasha. Send them the sensitivity training. So. But yeah, Darby Allen's accused of raping a woman and he's still on TV every week being partnered up with Sting. <laughs> yeah. 
awesome. But yeah, that's great. Uh, <laughs> so let's get off of that. Let's go to um, NWA. Some more names added to the Empower pay-per-view. Um, Chelsea Green will be on there. Um, actually, in the main event, it looks like, um, or one of the main events for the show. She will be wrestling whoever wins the women's invitational. Um, and speaking of that, Bianca Corelli, who is the daughter of Santino Morella, was added to the event as well as the legendary Debbie Malenko. So um, Debbie Malenko was one of the only female wrestlers who was trained by um, Dean Malenko's father. And she was allowed to use the, uh, the Malenko name. Um, as a result for training, she actually had a really big career in Japan, um, Mexico. She wrestled very rarely in the States. Um, so to see her actually involved in a match is, is a rare treat for, um, us wrestling fans. So should be interesting. Uh, there's also talk of adding an NWA women's tag team championship. Interesting. I'm not sure how how that's going to work since there's not really there's not a lot of whole lot of there's not a whole lot of women on the NWA roster. But um, NWA does have a has the ability to bring in other women to challenge for the title more so than some other other companies would. So, Carl, what do you think? You think NWA needs some women's tag titles, or should you just stick with the the, the four titles they've got now? Um, I mean, I would like to see them get a women's title, uh, tag team title, um, just to see them expand their uh, women's um, um, wrestling. It'd be cool. I mean, the the one thing too about it is. I wonder if, because, you know, they kind of defend the uh, NWA Women's Championship on AEW anyway. Like, is that something they're going to start doing, like, more often? Are we going to start seeing, like, more of a partnership with that? I mean, because I would say if that's going to happen, too, then they would have the AEW women, too, to use as tag teams as well. Yeah, that's true. But it, it's weird to me that they only do it with the women, but they've like, like you've never seen Nick Aldis on AEW. No, and that's the thing too. Like, with that being said, um, Jordan Grace made a comment about the whole Forbidden Door thing and how it's only benefited pretty much the male roster for Impact and really hasn't been any benefit for the female roster. Because when you haven't seen any of the women jump, show up on impact or the mm-hmm. women from the impact roster on AEW. None of the women from AEW have been on impact, but you see a lot of back and forth with NWA's women's division with the women's title, especially when Serena Deeb, a member of the AEW roster defeated Thunder Rosa for the NWA women's title. Yep. But there's been no benefit for impacts women's division at all. She's got, yeah, I mean, Impact has a better division, anyways. Absolutely. Yeah. So, like, 
and that was the whole thing with this whole partnership. I know when we talked about when it happened, like I, I think we were all pretty much excited over the possibilities of seeing like Britt Baker go against like Jordan Grace or you know something like that. But that's not Jordan anything Grace that we've actually got. Jordan Grace would kill her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'd probably he'd probably like hurt her for real just to prove a point. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like one of those things, like we're not getting stuff like that, or even like we haven't seen any of the women come from AEW to challenge for the pack knockouts tag titles. Like or even go try to go after the impact women's championship. So like there, she's right, there is no there is no benefit for the women's division for impact wrestling. There's hardly a benefit for the men's division because they barely promote anything to begin with. It's freaking ridiculous. But yeah. Um, so I, I would like to see some women's tag titles, even though the roster's kind of slim, but having that open door to other companies and other independent talent is is pretty key there. Um, let's see. I'm going to pop this one off of here because that had nothing to do with while he was out but uh um keith lee who you know we all know recently popped back up on tv after that long hiatus that he was on actually um posted a video out to his social media about why he was gone for so long uh keith lee had full-blown covid um we thought it was just you know like a test positive type thing but he had full-blown covid and was out for five months um due to that and other complications like um an inflamed heart was one of them as well um after he healed up was you know healed up from covid um they discovered he had like inflammation on his heart and that kept him out a little longer um a lot of people attacked me a yim over all this too which keith lee called out uh during his video uh, Mia actually chose to stay with him and gave up her spot at the Royal Rumble because of that to make sure that he was taken care of and um, was able to to get better. So um glad Keith made a full recovery. Glad everything is um, cool with him. It's nice. Great to see him back on TV. Um, hopefully we'll see Mia back on TV as well soon because uh, they're de- definitely they could definitely use her. Uh, especially, I think she was going to SmackDown. Yeah. They definitely could use her. Uh, let's see. Sticking with some of that. Um, initially, it was thought that Keith Lee was out because he was fighting WWE for trade, trying to trademark his name. Because Keith Lee is his actual name. Um, but it was really the, the COVID issue. But um, Chelsea Green is fighting against WWE right now for them trying to trademark trademark her name. Chelsea Green is her actual name. WWE is trying to trademark her actual name. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So, I, I don't understand that. How are you going to trademark, try to trademark someone's government name? Well, I mean, they've done it. Well, people have done it before. Yeah, I mean, they have, but I mean, that's with like the talents 
uh, permission and stuff. But like Chelsea don't even work for the damn company anymore. And they're trying to trademark her. They're still trying to like work out a trademark on her name. So it just kills me. I know a lot of people agree to it for like merchandising stuff, but it's just, it's insane how they're, how they're trying to do this still. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, um, do 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 you want me to tell you, or do we need to wait for what? Cage one. What? He beat Omega. Wow. So there you go, folks. Breaking news. I um, won't be a spoiler because this releases after Rampage airs. <laughs> oh, uh, Christian. <laughs> Christian Christian hits a kill switch on a steel chair behind the ref's back to pin Kenny by I God Omega. <laughs> belt collector is one belt short. His suitcase will be a little lighter when he leaves tonight. So there you go. Christian Cage, a new Impact World Champion. Um, you Actually, heard did he get first. the TMA belt with it or just the Impact? He's got both. Yeah, the impact and the belt. Yeah, yeah. get both. Nice. I'm actually I'm not upset with that at all. I'm not either. Honestly, no. Um, I was talking to uh, another friend of mine about this, and we said like I was basically telling him like if Cage wins, if Christian wins the Impact titles, he's not winning the AEW Championship. No, I was like, but if he doesn't win the Impact title. He's not winning the AEW title either. So, Correct. <laughs> the only the only shit thing with this is it wasn't an actual member of the Impact roster to dethrone Kenny Omega. True. Moose really should have been the one to win the title off of Omega. I agree. Yeah, I think. No. So, so, yeah. I don't know what happened at the beginning of the show because um, you do have to actually record it separately. It doesn't record the regular AEW. So the first uh, little bit, I didn't watch it. So, yeah, I don't know what happened. I'm assuming Miro just destroyed whoever he had to face. That would be my guess. More than likely. But uh, that's that's kind of exciting because now we're going to get Brian Myers versus Christian for the Impact World title. That we are. That is awesome news there. Uh, speaking of title wins, Tyrus won the NWA Television Champion Championship on uh, Extra Power, um, which you can find on YouTube. So uh, there you go, Tyrus, new NWA Television Champion. Um, I believe Pope was actually one or two wins away, one or two title defenses away from being able to challenge Nick Aldis for the world title. If I remember correctly, he's. He's been the closest so far to hitting that lucky seven rule. Interesting. Considering he's only like the third person to have the television title. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's get into figure news this week. Uh, Big news. The crowdfunded new generation arena has reached the minimal 5,000 backers to be made. Um, and today we're recording on Friday. 
is in fact the very last day midnight tonight if you want to get in on this and get that wrestlemania 10 macho man and the announcer yours the announcer's table and all the other stuff that goes with it that they added um after friday after this you know because we're recording on friday so after friday the 13th you're not gonna be able to get that macho man with a set if you back it after um so far it is at 7453 backers which means doink the clown the ultimate edition doink the clown figure has been unlocked as well um next up is the swappable ring skirts which is at 8000 backers um that's going to be the the final unlockable for this and i'm not i'm actually good with what we've got i backed this this morning and I'm good with Doink, Savage, and Diesel for the Ultimate Edition figures, as well as that entrance stage and the ring. The ring is just incredible. Um, I actually have an Elite Scale ring now, so I'll probably be uh, selling that one once I get this other one. So, pretty damn cool, you ask me. Uh, what else we got? Zombie Sailor Toys added Nick Gage to their lineup. So Nick Gage is getting a retro figure. Hooray. Oh. <laughs> so all Does the it come with a pizza cutter. It should come with a pizza cutter. Comes with a gallon of blood. Comes with a <laughs> no, pizza you know cutter. What, you know, you know what it'll come with? <laughs> come That's with a dominant shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come with a pizza cutter. Domino's pizza, a ski mask, and a and a, a bag of coke. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh man. So maybe you can take your Nick Gage figure over to your Britt Baker figure and have her fix his teeth. <laughs> um, you can stop looking like a meth head, but. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. So Zombie Sailor added Nick Gage to the lineup. Whoopty freaking do! So all the his ten fans can get a uh, can buy a Nick Gage action figure. Um, one last thing I want to talk about here in figure news is the um the pre-orders that Target and Walmart do for like the exclusive figures and stuff like that. I still, there's been a lot of confusion with how the pre-orders work. As to why they don't ship until after like stores get them um basically the way it is with target like with target and walmart in general um unless it's a video game that's pretty much the only thing that you're guaranteed to get on release date everything else you're you're guaranteed to get if you pre-order it just may not be on when the release date is so you'll still get it it's just not guaranteed on like the actual day that it's supposed to release. And I don't think a lot of people are reading the fine print when it comes to the pre-orders. So when they see like, you know, Hey, this macho man's in the store right now, but I pre-ordered it like three weeks ago. Why haven't I gotten it before it showed up in stores? And that that's pretty much why just uh, to kind of clear, clear that up for anybody that had any questions on that at all. But or all the people pissing and moaning about it. Yep. All right. So that's news and figure news. Got a question. Question for you guys. Which Hulk Hogan theme is the best? That's a toughest question. 
That's probably ever answered. <laughs> that's it. That's harder than last week's. Yeah, definitely. Really? Yes. Hulk Hogan has some really good things. <laughs> and, um, Qu- question for you: Do you know Hulk Hogan's first thing? Well, we might not be his first thing, but like the, the one he kind of used regularly uh, in the beginning uh, in AWA, and I think a little bit in WWF. I don't feel like this is a question I should answer. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't remember Hogan prior to Real American. So. Uh, well, it, it was it was Eye of the Tiger. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's Eye of the Tiger. Um, Real American is um, a pretty good, most, pretty good entrance. The most iconic, iconic. Hogan theme. Or iconic wrestling theme in general. Like, everyone knows Real American. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Voodoo Child's Flight Return is probably the biggest rock song ever. Uh, in, one of, in my opinion. Um, yep. Um, and you got the NWO thing, which <laughs> is another... Uh, do, we, uh, do we count the Mr. America theme in this, too? Yeah, you. I guess you count Miss America. You also, I would probably count the Winnie and NWO Wolfpack at one point. Well, they merged the Wolfpack and the and the regular NWO back. That was after the uh, the finger poke of doom. Yeah. Um. And then um, um, the one from the cartoon. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, that's that was his theme too before Real American. Yeah, uh, oh, oh, that's a pretty oh, good yeah. song. Then you got the WCW knock of American. Real oh American. yeah, the one that sounds like um, it sounds like um, uh, Dusty like Rhodes uh, WWF song. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean they're both done by Jimmy Hart, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's American man. Yeah, man. So he had he had some bangers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So if you had to pick one, which one would you pick? Man, if I say it's a tough question. It's like asking like which uh pair of tits was better in the Friday thirteenth movies. i'm honestly i'm more lenient to voodoo child because i loved hogan's nwo run more than like any part of his career ever Uh, I think uh, I'm just going to pick the most iconic one because I'm going to be honest it's about the only one I know anyway. And <laughs> uh, I sing it constantly. Which one, the real American? Uh, yeah, sure. Whichever. Whatever the, the most iconic one is. I don't fucking know the name of it. The NWO? The... No. No. I don't know. 
exactly. Real American. That's it. Uh, I couldn't think of the top of my head. I'm watching wrestling at the same time. You, you, you know, my brain only works on one one brain cell at a time. Because, you know, when it comes to crashing down, you know, it hurts his He's American made. <laughs> that one was trash. Like, I don't care. Like, that I one like, was straight. straight I like, you I like it. You yeah, would. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a tough one, man. Uh, tough one. Um, uh, Voodoo, Voodoo Child's Flight Return is probably like one of my favorite songs. Um, but when I think when I think Hope Kogan, I either think of um of NW, the NWO song or the Real American. Um and uh I'm gonna go with Real American. All right. <laughs> it's like trying to choose which kid's your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm supposed to have favorites. Do you have a favorite? <laughs> it's okay. I know which one it is. I I just keep it between us. Bro, every every parent has a favorite child. They just don't admit it. <laughs> oh, I know. Who's Hulk Hogan? Uh, is that the guy that was like the John Cena of the eighties? Oh, awesome. All right, so that's that's gonna do that. Let's go. Uh, let's go ahead and go bell to bell, and get this shitty wrestling out of the way. Smackdown. Like, is there anything happening on SmackDown that we need to talk about? Uh besides like the, the Street Profits returning. That's probably like the biggest no thing. I have been yeah. watching SmackDown. Okay. Uh Monday Night Raw, we get uh Ray Wyatt chats chance during the Alexa Bliss match. <laughs> Which was hilarious. Um, which she tweeted out, Thank you all so much for that happy birthday chance. Means a lot to me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, but the big thing out of Raw is the return of Randy Orton um, with his porn star mustache, making him look like your creepy uncle. Yep. Um, so he returns, takes on AJ Styles, picks up the win, and then RKO's Matt Riddle. Yep. So are we breaking up RK Bro, or was that for costing Orton his spot in the, the money? In the I have no idea. I think it's going to be another one of those WWE storylines where two wrestlers who don't get along and like each other have tag titles and end up being good together. Yep. I'm not sure where this is going, but I, I'm pretty sure we're going to, it's going to end up with being Orton and Riddle taking on Styles and Omos for the titles. Yep. Like they're going to win the titles and kind of like get each other. Or Riddle's just going to annoy the shit out of Orton every week, or they're going to lose the titles, and then we're going to get a feud, or lose the match, and we'll get a feud between Orton and Riddle. 
Yep. Eventually, it's going to lead to a feud between Orton and Riddle. Plain and simple. But it just yep. depends on how, how soon they want to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, let's see. NXT this week. We saw Cameron Knight and Cameron Knight. Cameron Knight. Heck yeah. Uh, We are set for takeover 36 for that. Um, Stipulation, if Cameron loses, Ted DiBiase becomes LA Knight's butler. So so I have a a weird thing that I'm confused about. So is takeover on Saturday? Because I saw a poster for McIntyre and Jinder Mahal at SummerSlam, but it said it was happening on Saturday. SummerSlam's actually on Saturday. It's the 21st. That is very weird. Yeah. Like, it's been a long, it's been a while since I've done, like, a Saturday, like, a WWE Saturday pay-per-view. Yeah. I can't remember the last one. If I ever remember one, actually. Remember Happy Tuesday. Yeah, it's insane. I know, um, the last, the, um, one of the WrestleMania's, WrestleMania or SummerSlam, um, main event was Bret Hart versus British Bulldog. That one was, um, taped on a Saturday. Yeah, NXT's on Sunday. TakeOver 36 is on Sunday. So, SummerSlam's on Saturday. TakeOver's on Sunday. Interesting. That is really strange that they would do it like that. Really, really strange. But we'll go over those match cards next week. Uh, What do we got next? Yeah. And then we had... uh, uh, Dragonoff take on Pete Dunn. Oof. Probably the best match all week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> Those two, just, they just beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> yep. You gotta love Pete Dunn, honestly. Like, he's I one did of those think, guys. but see, like, the, the funny thing with it was even though Pete Dunn won that match, it didn't hurt Dragging off at all. No, because he you're going to he went into a match with a former NXT UK world champion, a former yeah. NXT tag team champion. I oh, mean Carl former, just fell down the flight of stairs. Go ahead. <laughs> so you're going into a match with a former champion who was the longest reigning NXT UK champion before Walter. So, yeah, for Dragunov to lose that match, like, it wasn't going to do anything to him. Because he's still going against, like, a former champion in, in Pete Dunne. So, like, people are like, oh, he lost momentum going into, you know, takeover, blah, blah, blah. I was like, nah, he really didn't. Like, Pete Dunne's no slouch. You're not just going to go into the ring with Pete Dunne and expect to win. Just it doesn't work like that. Like he's not only Lorkin for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh 
great. Uh, let's see. Let's go to NWA this week. We had the finals for the power. <laughs> NWA power. The finals for the champion series, uh, which we saw. Quick little rundown here. Trevor Murdoch representing Team Pope defeated Tom Latimer, represented Team Camille. Um, those two teams are the last two in the series or in the finals. Uh, Mims defeated Jack Dane, so Team Camille over Team Pope on that one. And we had a tag team match play. Nick Aldis and Chris Adonis uh, defeated Jeremiah Plunkett and Sean Devari. The stipulation of this was if uh, Sean Devari and Plunkett won, uh, Devari would get a NWA title shot against Nick Aldis. But, of course, uh, Nick Aldis and Adonis won that one. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had Colby Carino, who was part of Team Aaron, uh, defeated Sal Renaro. Uh, who's a part of Team Camille. But um, Team Pope and Velvet Sky uh, won the champion series points-wise, and every member of their team now gets a title shot, including Velvet Sky, who is retired, but she is not exempt from the uh, the title shot rule. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go from there with that. Mm-hmm. Especially with... Uh, Empower and NWA 73 at the end of the month. Yeah, buddy. All right. So that's NWA Garrett Dynamite. Oh, man. Let me, let me, let me talk to you. Uh, so, so did you watch AW at all? I did not get a chance to watch Dynamite this week. Okay. So let me tell you what happened. So we got a match. The fourth labor, Jericho Wardlow. What was the stipulation for that match? Uh, MJF was the ref. Guess who wasn't as a referee in that match? MJF. He was not. There was no stipulation at all in that match. It was a regular match between him and Wardlow. They never said anything about it. They never addressed it. They never said a damn thing about it. It was a straight up Wardlow versus Chris Jericho match. All right. So they basically said, oh, okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're just not going to do it now. Cool. So Jericho wins. Why is the fifth labor MJF? You're going through five labors to face MJF. Is that not how it works? That's how no, it made sense to me. Yep. It's not you do four labors and then you get what you want. It's five labors, then you get what you want. That makes sense to me. I guess it didn't make sense to AEW. So no, none of this stuff made any sense to me. And it just was like... It was dumb. I, was so I like, thought the, the fifth labor was a given that it would be a gauntlet match with Jericho versus the Pinnacle. Nope. The fifth labor is him versus MJF. Wow, they really, really dropped the ball on that one. Yep. And... And the stipulation for that match is he can't use the Judas effect or come out to the ring to Judas. Wow, what a stipulation. Yeah, so he can use a code breaker and win. That's awesome. (sighs) I thought that AW wasn't that bad. (laughs) Like, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. Like, we talked about, like... Kind of the beginning a little bit and a little bit before, like they actually did stuff with impact. 
Um, the uh, Gallows and Anderson defended the Impact World Tag Championships against Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Yeah, I remember Scott. that from I remember that from last week that they um yep challenged Good Brothers for the Impact mm-hmm. titles. And Scott DeMore was on commentary. It's pretty nice. good. Yeah. They set up a lot for next week. Um, Jurassic Express getting a title shot against the Young Bucks next week. Are they even like? I think Jurassic Express is actually was up there in the rankings to begin with. Yeah. So that kind of that does kind of make sense. Uh, yeah. Whereas like some other times it's like, oh, well, we don't know what the fuck we're doing with these ranking things, but you know. Yes, indeedy. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so, yeah, they announced Christian Cage taking on um, Omega on, on the debut of Rampage, which is tonight, which we already talked about that. Um, and then also all out. Kenny Omega for the AEW title at All Out. Um, so we'll see where, that, where we go from there, because All Out is in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's we'll see what happens at All Out in Chicago. Which, by the way, there were a ton of CM Punk chants during the, their coming, their whole thing. Because <laughs> that's what people want. People don't oh. want to see Kenny Omega versus Christian. They, oh, that's well, not. But I mean, the thing, the thing is, what's going to happen is Kenny by God Omega is going to win, close out the main event. Boom, music hits, CM Punk in the show with the two face off in the ring. That's how it's going to end. We all know that's how it's going to end. Oh, it should end. Yeah. But if they don't deliver on this, because it's not just like they've been dropping hints left and right um, between CM Punk and AEW. Like there's been stuff going left and dropping all over the place with this. Uh, Tony Khan has made comments um, during interviews um, talking about All Out and Rampage in Chicago for that weekend. If they drop the ball and do something completely different that nobody wanted to see, they're they're going to get. I don't know what's going to happen. They're they're going to lose some fans, honestly. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. And I, I've been thinking about this for like, especially with all this bullshit coming out with NXT. I think if we really get CM Punk on AEW, if we really get Brian Danielson like we're supposed to, I honestly think AEW is going to be the better sh- stuff to watch. Yeah. I very seriously mm. ain't going to say that and be ridiculed until, by Carl. Until you see Adam Cole show up on Raw. And you're like, oh man, we're all, it's, it's a shit well, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> we don't know where Adam Cole is going. Yep. Like, he's is he wrong. staying? Raw is war. <laughs> you say that. Because apparently he still hasn't made the decision if he's staying with WWE or going or leaving. Yeah, he's man. He, made, uh, he may go join his, uh, his significant other. Now, all these cuts. All these cuts that WWE's making is to pay, to pay him. He's staying. 
Yeah. You say so. <laughs> and, uh, Abby, I'm going to be honest with you, Carl. Um, I don't think WWE gives a shit about anybody anymore. I don't think no. so either. I, I think they care about Roman Reigns, and that's about it. I think these yeah. roster cuts, I really think they're priming to sell. Whether it be to like Triple H and Stephanie or whatever, or to NBC or Disney, there's gonna there this company's gonna go through a transition, um, say, of a sale or something, some sort within the next year. Nah, man, I'm telling you, um, WrestleMania, Adam Cole versus Hangman Adam Page, book it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Speaking of Adam Page, I really think that they dropped the ball with not giving him that title shot at all out. Yep. They just tore him, took him off TV. That's really what people want to see is Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. Um, but apparently Adam Page is going through some personal stuff right now. Um, I believe they just had a baby, him and his uh girlfriend or wife or whatever. So, I believe he's talking to WWF. Do you think so? <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. is he gonna be uh uh he's gonna be a part of the wildlife something? Just remember that uh remember that history repeats itself and WCW had the Undertaker, Stone Cold, fucking Edge, <laughs> Jericho. That is, that is true. Before they uh, change up their characters or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Before they fucking brought in Macho Man and Hulk Hogan and Lex Luger and Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> CM Punk ain't CM Punk ain't signing signing up with AEW to be a mid card. No, um, absolutely. He's definitely not. going there. And that's yep, and by, no means, by no means should they be mid card. They're they're two of the biggest names in the modern era. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying that they. I'm just saying the the more that AEW keeps signing these guys, like. Uh, if they do sign Bray Wyatt, uh, is this further that you're pushing some of these uh, homegrown talent like Jungle Boy, uh, Adam Page? Um, am, am I missing somebody? Darby Allen. Orange Cassidy. Yeah. When's the last time you've seen Orange Cassidy wrestle? Uh, on AEW. Like when, though? Uh, this. This Wednesday. Oh, you actually wrestled this Wednesday? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Orange Cassidy. <laughs> uh, oh, was the um Yuda and uh, what's the other guy? Trent. No, what's the other one? Chucky. Is it Chucky Chuck- T? I thought Chuck Chucky Taylor. Was- T- no, 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 no. Trent is the one that's out. Chucky e. T is the one that's there. Uh, I thought Trent was out. No, so they have Wheeler Yuta in the group. He's like the fourth, I guess. Whatever. 
Okay. And they went yep. up against uh, Matt Hardy and Private Party, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the and thing. Like, that's up... the time. No, because he wrestled like a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, like Orange Cassidy's been on Dynamite. So, because yeah. he just wrestled the Blade. Yep. I think he did that the week before. Yeah. Okay. Well, the week before, he was out there with um, uh, Layla Hirsch during her match with uh, uh, what's her face? Highlander. Fucking. Statlander. No, it wasn't Statlander. It was somebody else. Uh the Bunny. It was Layla Hirsch oh, versus gotcha. Bunny. Yeah. Uh, so the best friends are out there with um, with Layla Hirsch. The week before he wrestled wrestled the blade. So Which I'm pretty sure Statlander's next in line for the AW title. Yes, she is. Cause she beat Nala Rose this week, which was a pretty good match. She's actually ranked number two according to AW's rankings. Uh Thunder Rosa is still the number one ranked um person right now on the roster. She's twenty two and two. Um Statlander's twelve and zero. Which, again, you think an undefeated record would be better than, you know, whatever. But Red yeah. Velvet, was Red Velvet's match tonight a title match? Yeah, it is. I'm watching He's, it right now. I'm sorry, Red Velvet is garbage. Yeah, I don't like her either. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I meant to bring this up in the news because I forgot about it, but they're showing it as an ad. Did you see the new wrestling thing Stephen Amell's in on Stars? Yes. Oh, hit the heel. Uh, yeah, heel. Yep. Man, is I that had stars. Is that <laughs> I don't know. It may have. Because okay. I keep getting emails for stars to like do a subscription for like ninety nine cents, or like it's ninety nine cents, or it's like twenty five dollars for three months, or something like that, or fifteen dollars for three months, somewhere around there. It's like a ridiculous price for like like a decent amount of time. So I was like, eh, think about it. It's not bad. Like when does heels start and when can I just watch it? So you know what I'm saying? Cause well, a- after everybody's been seeing that, like now the talk is, is Steven Amell going to come back and wrestle, which, you know, whatever. Be cool. Vigilante club, baby. I got my shirt. Awesome. Oh yeah. So, Pretty much it. Um, Impact this week, Kira Hogan. Um, her split with Tasha Steeles. Uh, she called out Tasha, but was kidnapped and taken by Kimberly and Sue Young. Yep. So, here we go with Impact not you know closing out storylines or anything. Because they could have just had Tasha Steeles wrestle um, Kira Hogan and a loser leaves Impact match, but nope. She gets taken by Sue Young and Kimber. Yep, and ends up on and, uh, AW Dark in a match. They're taking her to AW Dark. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Or they handed her over to Abaddon, and Abaddon took her out to Dark. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. In the main event on Impact this week, Brian Myers outlasted 19 other guys to win the Impact number one contenders battle royal. So Myers will go on to face your new Impact World Champion, Christian Cage, which should be a decent matchup. That match I'm not mad about. But 
it should be good. Yep. Awesome sauce. All right. You guys got anything else? Add for the nope. bell to bell. I don't think so. <laughs> I was wrong. I don't know what the first match was on here. Just Miro beat the other guy. Uh, that's probably some bullshit match that nobody cares about. Probably. Like, Baker versus uh, Red Velvet. Nope. I'm watching that right now. <laughs> awesome. All right. And, so let's go. And, uh, Red Velvet's proving your point, but go ahead. That she's garbage. Yep. <laughs> Her finisher. Her finisher is straight trash. Like it looks like trash. It's supposed to be like the overdrive. Like the um, like MVP's old finisher where he like puts the leg over the head, like flips him over, and like what Randy Orton was using. But it looks like garbage because she does like this little thing beforehand that makes absolutely no sense. Like with her leg, it, it's just stupid looking. So just do the move and stop adding shit to it. Oh, <laughs> Anyway. All right, let's go. Vintage Throwdown. The Wrestle Getting Podcast is brought to you each and every week by StackofCards.com. Yes, that's StackofCards with a Z.com. The best place for your trading card fix. Whether it's new packs or vintage packs, sports cards or entertainment cards, StackofCards.com has everything you need to feed that trading card addiction. Plus, if you use the code VINTAGE at checkout, you'll save an additional 10% off your order. So pick up your cards today at stackacards.com. That's stackacards with a Z.com. All right. This week we're continuing our look at um, the first first round of episodes of Shotgun Saturday Night that actually emanated from bars, which were more interesting. Uh, we have the January 24th, 1997 edition Shotgun Saturday Night. Uh, match lineup for this was actually pretty solid. We had uh, Bret Hart taking on Mankind, Savio Vega versus Rocky Maivia, Jake the Snake Roberts versus Salvatore Sincere. Never thought I would ever say that name on a podcast, but there you go, Salvatore Sincere. And uh, Crush <laughs> taking on Psycho Sid. <laughs> oh, man, this is great. I love you, Shotgun Saturday Nights, especially the ones from the bars. Yeah, oh. I wish it would have stuck around a lot longer than it did. Because these are yeah. awesome. Yeah. This is honestly something that I think they should have did with Rampage. Just that, yeah. that name alone for that TV series feels like it should have been in a smaller setting. Or like a bar or like a bar type setting. It, just, it seems like that's that name should have been that's what it should have been not like a big arena but um yeah uh let's see Bret Hart and Mankind <laughs> Mankind apparently was distracted by the the dancers majority yeah of the they night. had they had strippers in this one like this is <laughs> the kind of the first what uh Marlene showed her tits in the first uh shotgun Saturday night but this yeah. is the first time we actually get like stripper strippers like strippers this well, one took place. It, but they were this one was in a strip book. <laughs> Man. Yeah, mankind was like trying to get himself some action. Here. The girl. Yeah. yeah, he was trying to molest one of the girls, and uh, Bret Hart came out and 
they kind of fought outside the ring for a little bit. It was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Owen Hart was on commentary. This was during uh, the Brett Owen feud, or one of the Brett Owen feuds. Uh, so you have like Owen Hart talking shit about Bret Hart, the uh, whole match. It's, it's great. <laughs> I miss I miss Owen Hart so much. It was really great. Um, seeing him on commentary, hearing his voice again, um, it was just awesome. Actually, I went to send my wife a link for uh, something for something else that I came across, and I sent her the link for this. I was like, oh, disregard that one. This is the right link I was sending you. She's like, but it's Owen. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man. But yeah. So it's pretty solid. Uh, Savio Vega uh, defeated Rocky Maivia by count out. Yeah, because the nation of domination beat the hell out of Rocky Maivia. The new aggressive Savio <laughs> Vega. This is after uh, Sagrado Vega turned on Ahmed Johnson and joined the nation. Yeah. Um, it was, didn't they call that out like earlier in the night? Is that happened like earlier or something? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. I know they did like a little highlight package from uh, the Royal Rumble because this is after the Royal Rumble. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what it was. It was the, um, I think the show before there, the show before the rumble that Savio wrestled, they're saying that earlier in the afternoon he had wrestled and he was getting a little more aggressive. And then tonight, like he's been like super aggressive. Yeah. Uh, Jake, the sink Roberts, of course, defeated Salvatore sincere. Um, I don't think Salvatore sincere won a single match his entire career in WWE. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he was like a, a Rick, like he's like cosplaying of like Rick Martel or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the worst damn gimmicks like I have ever seen. Like that was way worse than Duke the Dumpster Drossy, Bastion Booger, Ludwig Borga. Like, dude was like, oh my god! Like in that whole video with him on the on the gondola, like Jesus, man. <laughs> and uh Jake Jake the snake looked pretty bad. Uh <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I think he might have been drunk or something. I don't know. Probably. Because this this is supposed to be like during his like the redemption days, pretty much, and just like I'm pretty sure he fell like 20, 30 steps backwards on this one, but Thank God he's clean and sober now and doing his thing and still alive to tell his stories. So I yeah. love Jake St. Roberts. And then the main event, which probably should have been Bret Hart and Mankind, but instead it was Crush and Psycho Sid. Yeah. Psycho Sid kind of fresh off of losing his title. Uh, is a strange thing. I think he's like a face. Um, uh, yeah, because Crush was, this was Nation Crush. So this yeah. was a fresh out of prison crush. Yeah. <laughs> Still in his prison denim. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, so, yeah, this was like that weird um, stint where Sid was kind of face uh, in the company, which is kind of weird seeing Sid as a face. But that is strange. very strange that they would do that. But, man, but 
Yeah, Shock and Saturday Night. These things are so much fun. It's not just the matches, but it's like all the stuff that you get in between with it too. Like with Bob Backlund screaming how like every bar is like a house of sin and yeah. it needs to be shut down and all and that fun I, stuff. I, I like the commentary too. Um, commentary is a lot better. Yeah, because it's not serious. Well, Vincent Man's kind of a bit like plays a serious role, but then you have like Sammy who, you know, is being like a dumb bimbo. Uh, yeah. And then like you, uh, the last few nights, like you had wrestlers come out and do commentary during other wrestlers' match. So, like you got, you, you got like Stone Cold last week. This week we get Owen Hart. It, it's pretty yeah. cool. Hunter Hearst Helmsley was commentary in the uh, Jake Roberts match. Yeah, yeah, Hunter on that match. Uh, and I think he interfered. Or did he interfere? No, he pedigreed. Uh, what's his name after the match? Like when they came back from break, they showed him pedigreeing. Uh, what's his face? Yeah. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, man. Like I said, the shotgun Saturday nights are fun. Yep. The bar stuff is fun. Uh, so so I figured since we're getting ready to uh, close, I, I figured I'd tell you that uh, Baker won, obviously. But some lady came... Huh? Yeah, some lady came out to, like... So, so basically, that's what happened. So... Uh, Baker started beating up Red Velvet after the match. So Stantler came out to save. And some girl, I have no idea who she was, came out there and they were like, oh my God, she's back with a new look. And they said her name and I was like, I don't remember this person. So I'm sure they're going to say it and Chris will be like, oh shit. But I have no idea who it is. Uh, do you know who Jamie Hader is? Oh, Jamie Hader. Yeah, of course she yeah. does. Yep. yep. She was uh, uh, Oh, Jamie Hader. You know Jamie Hader. She <laughs> <laughs> wrestled a bit, a bit on uh, NWA that first series, that first season at NWA. I don't remember. I'm yeah. sure she doesn't look the same. Like she looks completely different from like the picture I looked at. She had like uh, hair, eyebrows. No, she actually, she actually doesn't have eyebrows, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think, is she the one that had, like, the Mean Girls? I'm trying to remember. She was pretty, she was pretty big in... Like she used, she wrestled quite a bit in Japan too. British professor. Oh, yep. Oh. She's not who I was initially thinking of, but I do know I do know who she is. Yeah, so that's cool. That's actually cool to see her back. Um yeah. hopefully she yeah. doesn't stuck on dark. All right. Everybody awesome. else in the women's division is except for like three people. So that was a uh, Britt Baker and Red Velvet was the main event over Miro and Fuego del Sol. It was, and do you not know why? 
Burt Baker sucks. No. <laughs> no, she literally sucks. She sucked uh, my dick to get to the main event. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's great. But, but Kenny Omega. Oh, no, why? Um, She's from Pittsburgh. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot they're in Pittsburgh. Oh, she's from Pittsburgh. That's right. That's right. She still <laughs> sucks. I knew I hated her for some reason. <laughs> uh, the match wasn't The match wasn't bad. It, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. Nah, probably, it probably wouldn't have yeah, been better. I definitely, I, I definitely wasn't. Garrett finds Britt Breaker attractive, so he's always like, yeah, she's all right. It's okay, man. She just watched half the movie. I mean, um, obviously. Would have been better, been better for Baker versus Thunder Rosa. <laughs> obviously, uh, we know what the best match of the card was. Which there was only three matches, by the way. Yeah, because it's only an hour. Yeah, so it was just those three matches. Awesome. Yep. Oh, man. All right. There is that. That's pretty much your weekly roundup, your vintage throwdown. There's some other stuff in there. Uh, I'll get some quick shout-outs here. Some friends of the show, uh, the Four Horsemen of Wrestling Podcast, the Fig Cave with Phil Gentile, uh, who has some great interviews up with... Um, uh, Rob Rudet, not Rob Rudet. Um, uh, one of the uh design managers, he's a copywriter for Mattel. Um, so all the stuff that you see on the back of your action figure boxes, um, is stuff that you Rob Rudman that's who it is, Robert Rudman. He's good board. Um, interview up with him about the new generation of ring or arena, which is actually a really good listen. Um, even though we've already gone, gotten it funded and everything like that. Um, the run in podcast, uh, they have an interview up with, uh, Steve Ozer, who is the, in charge of the global branding for boys toys or for action figures from Mattel. Um, also talking to new gen arena and Thanks. Kenny with the call up. What's that? They make a wicked sound, Michael. They're the boy toy. <laughs> I know. Michael's not a boy toy. Never mind. <laughs> uh, the call up also has an interview up with uh, Robert Rubin as well. Um, so check that out. They kind of talk a little bit more about some other stuff, um, like cooking and things like that as well. So you, the new gen arena. Um, Kenny likes to deep dive with people and talk to them about stuff that they like as well and get to know them a little better so it's good this is a fun interview so definitely check those out if you're not subscribed to their channels already uh make sure you are and also check out their youtubes um all that fun stuff some other twitter accounts you should follow or just other podcasts uh jimmy king at king will rule you uh he's been kind of quiet the last few weeks i haven't really heard too much from uh jimmy king um, a Turnbuckle Tavern podcast, Monday Night Chores, Coming Down the Aisle, and Jaded Wrestling. Definitely check those out as well. Add them to your rotation of wrestling podcasts. Um, and we're going to leave you with always the theme of the week. Garrett, your pick this week. What you got for us? I, I, uh, 
I, 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 uh, I had something in mind I wanted to like get at, but uh, wasn't necessarily exactly what I planned on, but I kind of liked it. And uh, you know, I I try to be like the oddball out when I do theme songs. You know, I try to pick stuff that's completely random at some point. Uh, so uh, my theme song is uh the real rock and roller. The real rock and roller. Yep. Is that Jay White? Nope. It is Prince. Do it. Oh. That is right, then. And Derek, go to hell, dude. We have this great Hulk Hogan <laughs> debate, and you pick fucking yep. the pink at Hulk Hogan. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, dude. You wanna know why? Because I'm not wearing my Hogan shirt that I got uh, the other day, so. I'm wearing a different shirt. Which I guess I should have picked the same song too, but I mean, that, that's the start like a thousand times but it's not different themes yeah I know but <laughs> isn't that I, great one at the end of W says running WCW is like what up Mach he's like ooh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah Carl I have a Mach shirt on so I showed Chris before the car yeah cool good times good times Oh, that's going to bring this good time to an end, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 105, the first episode of season three. Hope you enjoy that new little intro there in the beginning. We try to give you something different for each season uh, to kind of separate it out from the others. So hope you enjoyed that. I worked hard on that. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into, went into making that theme. It takes a lot to download clips and cut clips from YouTube and pull out the audio. So, yeah, just so you know. Good times. <laughs> uh, on that note, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, continue to retweet, share anything that we have for the podcast. Tell your friends, your neighbor, your butcher, your barber, uh, the dude at the bakery, bartender, um, whatever the, the guy that delivered your milk paper boy all that fun stuff let them know about the wrestling gun and podcast even if they're not wrestling fans just kidnap them and take them in your basement and tie them up to a chair with duct tape and duct tape their mouth shut and make them listen to every single episode 105 episodes of the wrestling gun podcast about two hours each so 210 hours uh, of us talking about wrestling yeah that's that's a great torture right there. So, all you kidnappers out there, something for you. <laughs> oh, but on that note, I'm Chris the Heat Matthews. He's Garrett G. Money Mud, and he's a Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Thank you all for listening, and we'll check you all later, Marks. What's the name of that scary movie where they're like in the woods in a cabin, like near a lake, and tomorrow has their tips out? Cabin in the Woods? No, 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 no. The other one where it's like teenagers getting murdered. No. It was like Get Cabin near a lake. Versus Evil. Near a lake. Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) And and somebody's killing people. (laughs) I didn't know.
Jason. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, Jason. yeah. Happy Friday, happy Friday 13th, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this comes out on the 14th, man. Yeah, pretty much. You can guys, you guys can watch Saturday the 14th, which is like some cheesy ass horror movie as well. That's pretty entertaining. Y'all can watch that. So after you listen to us, go watch Saturday the 14th. <laughs> it's something Chris produced when he was in like high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Something Chris like wrote and started in high school. Yep. Still better than anything you produced. 